Well, I think that Susie and Dr. Joanne should begin this part of the interview because this has been quite some time coming, the two of you talking about an idea and, uh, you know, all of that. And Susie, I don't know if you'd rather have us hear a little more about Dr. Joanne's yeah. background. I would, um, yeah, because I think it's interesting. You you came here to Sandpoint eight, 10 years ago, but you have a, lot, a background in medicine. You've been a physician for over 35 years, I think we figured out. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, and just kind of bring our listeners up to date on the new show host, Dr. Joanne Royan. In her own words. In her own words. First, I want to thank Julie and Susie for having me, and especially to the board of KRFY for accepting my proposal for the show. That was really exciting. Um, my husband and I raised four children in Columbus, Ohio, and I was initially a medical technologist after graduating from Miami University. It wasn't until six years or so, five to six years, that I saw all of the people that I had helped through med school or helped through college going to med school. Um, people had borrowed my notes in college, and I thought, well, if they can do this, I can do this. So, seven years after I graduated from college, I started med school at the Ohio State University. Um, I did my residency at what was called Columbus Children's then. Now it's called Nationwide Children's. Um, we do serve children from all over the, the United States and a good number of countries, but it's nationwide because of the insurance company. <laughs> and um, then I started or was in a private practice, and about four years later, another gal and I started our own practice, which is extremely successful. They now have eight doctors, although uh, my partner Jane and I have both retired. So well, I had a lot of different experiences working in a private practice. Well, let's get to that in a minute. But, you know, the whole time that you were in med school, you also were raising children, is my understanding. <laughs> yeah, I had true? four kids when I started. Um, well, I had one daughter who was four years old when I started med school. My son was born on my um, pediatrics rotation. My, uh, or my first child was born when I was a first-year med student. My son was born on my pediatrics rotation as a third year. And my fourth child was born on my gastroenterology um, as a resident. <laughs> so we always had some um, resident friends or doctor friends who said if I wanted to labor, they'd take me to the OR. So, <laughs> Well, that was nice of them. I think what we have sitting here in you, jo Dr. Johan, is um, a very determined and strong woman who uh, went through med school with four children. That's amazing. Well, or having children during that time, Julie. And I'll add, it wasn't like you had a stay-at-home husband at the time <laughs> either. You had a pretty busy uh, partner in careers. Yeah. The one thing about John, yeah, he was extremely supportive, number one. Um, number two, he was with the same law firm for 40 years, which is pretty unusual nowadays. Usually people change jobs much more frequently. And the third thing is we had the same lady come in for seven years, which is the four years of med school and three years of residency. So John could take the kids to school in the morning, and Mary could either pick them up or we lived close enough to the high school, middle school complex that they could walk home. So, Good planning. And so that was the beginning of your career, and you had a successful pediatrics office with your partner there. I think her name? Jane. Jane. And then what happened? How did, how did it progress? That was a 30, what, 20-year practice? Um, well, I was in that practice for 25 years. I started out in another practice, and then Jane and I went and 
um, started our own. And I said, now they have eight physicians. Um, when we started the practice in 1989, it was just Jane and I, and we have both since retired. Um, at, when I was elected president of the Central Ohio Pedia- or vice president of the Central Ohio Pediatric Society, the president happened to live 30 miles away in a small town. So when the TV stations wanted to come and interview someone, like right now, there was something in the news in the morning or the night before, and they wanted a pediatric voice, um, they would call me, and you know they would say, "Okay, can we come in?" right after your lunch. They'd come in around one o'clock and we'd do an interview on something that was going on, some medical concern that had happened either, like I said, the night before in the community for several weeks or uh, that morning. So that's how I got involved initially in uh, TV, uh, speaking on on for a TV interview. Uh, Then radio stations would call and there'd be a topic. We were really working hard on smoking cessation the Back to Sleep campaign, which was very new. I mean, everyone thought it was best to, for babies to sleep on their tummies. Mm-hmm. So um, whenever the AAP, the American Academy of Pediatrics, had a, uh, a press release or a um, new guideline, the stations would often call. Oh, so you have a media and uh, audio radio mm-hmm. background. Yes. And then um, our NPR station, um, WOSU, um, also had a show called Body Talk, and we had six physicians, and I was the pediatrician. So once a week, or once every three to four weeks, I would come in, and we would field calls that had come in ahead of time, and because we could take them from all over the country. They streamed just like we do here, and uh, people would submit their call, and then we would tell them when we would call them back. So we were talking live, but it wasn't that they had called in that minute. You know, we would ask them, will you be available at 7 o'clock? Eastern Standard Time. Um, so that was a nice radio show. Well, I'm sure you really learned the ropes of uh, finding answers to general medical questions. That had to be kind of exciting at times. Yeah, it's. Um, I really saw my role as being a teacher and being a teacher of parents, of, of patients, and then the whole community, whether it be Central Ohio or across the nation. Um, magazines would also call and ask for an for some kind of interview or comment on a, a specific story. And then, of course, online was getting more and more popular. And so there are baby help or you know, children's help things on online. And so they would call you with a specific talk. Oh, uh, wow. You know, and you'd write a, I would write a couple, couple paragraphs for parent information. Wow, what a great way to help the... <laughs> all the communities and ours and about to be helping our community. Uh, Dr. Joanne, so we know about your great career and um, some history in broadcasting, and then somehow you ended up in Sandpoint and found KRFY. Let's take it to that final place, and then we'll begin hearing about our our great upcoming shows. Okay. Um, We were skiers, and so we came out west every year for 25 to 30 years with one trip with the adults and one trip with our family. And in 2004, Outside Magazine had the 10 best undiscovered ski towns, of which Sandpoint was one of them. So that year we took our um, family trip out here to Schweitzer and skied. 
And I guess it was a similar year to this year. <laughs> um, it was cold on Martin Luther King weekend, and we skied. We had a good time. And then it went to 40 degrees and started raining. <laughs> so I think it's getting a, a little similar right now. Um, so then two years later, we looked at places here in Salt Lake and in uh, the, Jack, the, uh, the Idaho side of Jackson, where Targhee is, and decided we'd come here. So... When you were looking at Sandpoint and you actually did come here, mm-hmm. you didn't. You were able to do that because you had both retired in Columbus, basically. But you kind of spend yeah. uh, part of the year. But when you were here, you also were uh, involved in the medical community. Yes. Um, when I first got here, um, my daughter had actually fallen on the hill. So we met a wonderful nurse at Bonner General, and she talked to the pediatricians, and they called me, and I filled in for vacations for um, Sandpoint Pediatrics, um, George DeLand, uh, Joyce Gilbert, Robin Holm, and Tracy. So it was kind, it was fun until about 2014, and after shortly after when Joyce left, they were bought out by Kinexu. Okay. Uh-huh. One of the questions... I wanted to ask, and this is backing way up, because I'm always curious why doctors pick certain um, areas of medicine, and why did you pick pediatrics? Well, there are a couple of reasons. One is, um, and as, as a med tech, I um, did cytogenetics, which means I could draw your blood and prepare it in a certain way and look at your chromosomes. Now, remember... That was chromosomes, not genes. Now we know the whole human genome, but in the late 60s, early 70s, we just knew the 46, or if with Down syndrome, 47 chromosomes, and there were you know hundreds of genes on each chromosome. And I would spread it on a, set, uh, on a slide, take a picture, and then cut out what looked like paper dolls. <laughs> so I could, there was a, um, you know, there's the, Trisomy 21 that everyone knows about, and that's exactly why karyotyping, setting up these chromosomes, was started for to diagnose or to uh, for a Down syndrome. But in chronic myelogenous leukemia, there's an abnormal chromosome. So that was why we were doing it on up in the hematology department at the Ohio State Hospital. And that sort of intrigued you and moved mm-hmm. you into pediatrics. Yeah, so that was, I was thought I would do be like a super genetic counselor, but there was no fellowship at the time. And I, I could have made mine, but I sort of, because I had the children, it was much better to, yeah, <laughs> to go into something that was established. And so I was either going to do OBGYN or pediatrics and because we weren't going to leave Columbus. So I applied to the four OB programs and the pediatric program, and I got accepted as children. So that was my first choice, too. Oh, very good. All right, which is bringing us up to current times um, somehow, and you'll be able to tell us how you ran into KRFY and started showing up and helping out. Yeah, what uh, happened was the IPA, uh, the Idaho Poor Authority, had friends raisers uh, once a week or twice a month or something like that. And one week it was KRFY. And John and I met Susie and Jim, and we were talking. And Jim said, well, why don't we have coffee in the next day or two or next week? So John, my husband, and I had coffee with Jim Healy, and then we became trained as broadcasters. Primarily at that time, um, 
KRFY wanted a human voice during part of Otto's eclectic mix. So instead of just playing the the, the songs automatically, although it's called O-T-T-O, it is automatic, it isn't in a computer, um, we could uh, delete a song, add a song, talk about the song, so we could, um, for that hour, hour and a half, two hours, we could uh, be actually a live person yes. during autos. Our, our live DJs, and we love them. <laughs> and John had uh, has a show, too. You want to give a little shout out for that? Well, yeah, so um, then what happened? John, your (laughs) husband. I trained some DJs, and that was fun, and one of them has his own show, and my husband also has his own show, and he does Jazz Over Sandpoint on Sunday evening at 8 p.m., and it repeats on Tuesday evenings at 9 p.m. So anyway, John having the show for about six years plus, and... Uh, COVID and I didn't DJ much, I always had this idea to do a show and Susie kept encouraging me. So I wanted to do a show on the monthly designations of medical concerns. And so the greatest thing is it's starting now, February, and it's heart month. So um, February is American Heart Month. So we can talk about that. Neat. And it gives you a sort of a nice uh, format and folks can think about these topics in advance. I like that as a concept. That'll be a great way to get going. Well, should we launch in? Oh, song break, Susie? Well, I was just thinking it's like medicine and health have streamed through your whole adult life. And even though you like music and we're DJing autos, um, eventually I think you're going to come around to because you're so interested in the many aspects of health, even if you were a pediatrician, even though you were a pediatrician for 35 years, it's not one thing that you're interested in. You're interested in the scope of health and medicine. So we're going to get a great chance to hear about what's coming up. Um, it's up to Dr. Joanne if she wants a little song break or not. But- Sure, that's fine. We can talk a little bit more about the show when we come back. I think that's a good idea. I'm going to Play Jackson Brown, Doctor My Eyes, and uh, that's a good song. Here we go. Jackson Brown, Doctor My Eyes. We'll be back. Stay with us. This is 88.5 KRFY, your community radio, and we're here with the Tuesday morning show, Julie Calamine and myself, Susie Prez, with Dr. Joanne Royan, and we'll be right back. Jackson Brown. And, yep, that was Jackson Brown, Dr. My Eyes, and we're back here live in the studio. This is the Tuesday edition of The Morning Show. I'm Susie Prez here with Julie Calamine and our guest. Julie, take it away. All right. And with our guest, Dr. Joanne Royans. Royans and Joanne, we're so happy to have you here, and we've learned a lot about your background, What, which will make you so perfect for this uh bi-monthly show. Uh, I, where I'd like to go next is to hear about the topics and have you tell us a little more about what you're thinking and what kind of questions would be asked and answered. And, and even if uh, callers, if there's a way callers can get in touch with you. So let's start though with that first, with your first one, which we understand is cardiac month, heart month. 
Um, yes, basically, like I said before, my initial plan was to do even just like a three to five minute segment. We we run right around the beginning of the hour uh, feeds from other uh, NPR or not NPR, but community radio releases like Bird Notes, if you have heard them. So I thought maybe I'd just do a three to five minute of this of the month. And then the board asked if I wanted to do a whole show or they thought that might be a better format. So we've turned it into a hour-long show. And again, like I said before, February is American Heart Month. It's also um, Children's Dental Health Month. Oh. So we're going to have both a cardiologist for the first half of the show and uh, a dentist during the second half of the show. I'm also going to just briefly say what's been going around. So, you know, if there's really been a big increase in influenza or COVID or RSV or measles, now there's some concern with all the unimmunized children that there's going to be a measles epidemic. So just briefly, uh, things that are actually in the news um, we'll talk about April's Immunization Month, May is Speech and Hearing Month. Um, and that's how I got interested initially, because I was on the Speech and Hearing Board. And uh, it was like, oh, well, May is Speech and Hearing Month. Perhaps we could talk more about certain topics like that. Um, October, of course, is Breast Cancer Month. And we have non-medical designations, too. So eventually we might add a non-medical as we go through as the show lasts for several years i might have to look for some other topics that's right um so again we're going to introduce the the designation a little background on what on that topic so i'll give a little background on the american heart um association and the american heart association designation of february is heart month introduce the a person I'm interviewing who will be Dr. Jenkins uh, from Bonner General. I know he's very loved because every time I mention his name, people go, oh, I just love Dr. Jenkins. It's he did true. such a good job with me, with my husband, with my friend, whatever. So I'm very happy and feel very lucky that he will be on our show. Um, so then um, I'll also, like I said, talk about what's been going on in the community or current health current updates. health update. Mm -hmm. That's right. Um, so basically, that's the way it's going to go. Uh, March is Colon Cancer Awareness Month and um, Poison Month. So we'll talk about how, if you think your child's gotten into something, if you think you're, if you've gotten into something, you're, you're smelling something bad, you're mm -hmm. whatever, you can, the number that you call for poison control and the information that you get and how you get the information. Being informed helps us be proactive in our own health. And it, this show, to me, helps us have a little bit more information without having to scroll through the Facebook to get all those kind of bits of information direct from a real doctor. <laughs> <laughs> so this is called Medical Musings with Dr. Joanne. And um, Dr. Joanne, I mean, from the standpoint of the station, we're very excited that you're doing this. Uh, I think it's a service to our community, and um, we're looking forward to it 100%. And I'm really happy. I'll be part of it, uh, kind of your silent partner here. Susie says she's going to be my executive producer. So, <laughs> yes, um, she is. You know, I always thought the morning show was Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon, but... 
Um, <laughs> well, you can be. Which one do you want to be? Uh, I'll, I'll be Jennifer Aniston. Okay. Well, then I guess I'm Reese. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, having a little co-partner on the show. But it, really, this is about medicine. You're the expert. And we're very lucky to have you. So excited. And you talked about dental. Uh, February is also dental, childhood uh, dental yeah. month. Um, ch- it's Children's Dental Health Month. Okay. And so there's a lot to talk about in children's dental hygiene. And I have with me a retired dentist, Dr. Don, Don Childress, who, again, I happen to train uh, on the board at KRFY. And he also has his own show once a month on the fourth sat- Sunday. Yes. of each um, month. So, And he talks about Broadway shows. So his is a really, really good show yeah. and very interesting. We get a lot of calls from people saying, oh, I just heard Don Childress's fourth Sunday showtime, and it was excellent. And uh, they'll even email and stuff. I let Don yeah. know that the other day. He was excited. Yeah, so we're excited to have Don with us. Um, he's a retired dentist, and we're going to talk about children's dental health. The other thing um, Julie and Susie asked was, can people submit questions? And the best way for our format here at KRFY is that people could email in a question. And then as the show progresses over the months, um, I can answer those questions um, too in that current health or, you know, question and answer Right, and that'll just that can just go to our general email, which is email at krfy dot org org. It's krfy radio. Oh, at that's, gmail dot com. Oh, that's quite different. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, <laughs> strike I mean, off find the last that email address. Yes. Or maybe we should say it one more time. Krfy radio. <laughs> At gmail.com. Okay. So, yeah, when if you send your questions in, um, we'll try to address them the following month. So be sure you listen either at 8 a.m. on the first Monday or the third Monday of every month. And the third Monday is a rebroadcast because there's a lot of information. We don't want it to just sit in a recorded file. You can also, we will be podcasting these interviews or these shows at our website, krfy.org probably three hours after the first show of the month. And again, the third Monday is a rebroadcast of that first show. I was thinking as we're talking about how this is going to look, we're not really quite sure. We know you have two guests coming that for, uh, next Monday. February 5th is the first Monday. And it's going to evolve. I, already we think we're going to have a question and answer period and a current medical news update. So yeah. it's going to evolve into your show uh, Dr. Joanne. And the only, uh, we have to get people who can come at 8 a.m. <laughs> so sometimes <laughs> the doctors are a little harder. So I'm working on, on how we'll do that. And we may even have other shows that are pre-recorded. But right. we'll still get the same amount of news and the same inter- the, in, the interview as planned for that month. Right. Right. We'll get that part figured out. We'll We'll be able to help with that. Well, it's very exciting to have a show like this. I yes, mean, think does. about it. Get your questions answered. No diagnosing, but nonetheless, the medical field and the medical world is evolving. Tell us a little bit about how that is for you. Um, after all, you know, so many years as a physician, what what do you see at the forefront of medicine at this point in time? Well, there are you know probably three or four things. Um, as I was talking about. The genetics, I mean, the fact that um, uh, we, um, you know, I could only look at your 46 
or perhaps your 45 or your 47 chromosomes if there was some abnormality. And when I prepared the slide, I could have stretched one and that might have affected, you know, hundreds of genes and I had no idea. And now the fact that they can actually identify the human genome is absolutely incredible. So the advances in that are amazing. Um, the like standard bread and butter pediatrics, ear infections, etc. The biggest thing is things we've been working on since the since I practically went into practice. All ear infections don't need treated. There are probably people who don't even know they have one, or they you know go ouch for one you know hour and then they feel better and they end up not seeing a doctor and they get better. Of course, some get worse and we don't want anyone to walk around ill either that needs to be seen. But there are lots of things that we know heal themselves and that's getting out a little bit more to the uh, community. Um, we're trying really hard to be good stewards of antibiotic use, um, that everyone who comes in and asks for an antibiotic for a virus that's so detrimental um, to the world, really, because that's how we get resistant organisms. Um, the vaccines in general, I know there's controversy at all various times about different things, but vaccines have been the biggest advance in medicine, I mean, in really controlling disease. Uh, think of diphtheria, whooping cough. Uh, there were hundreds of thousands of cases and deaths from different vaccine preventable diseases. And that historical perspective gets lost after a while, but physicians carry it forward yeah. because um, it's embedded in the studies that you do. Yeah, well, and people don't know it. The farther you get from the disease, um, when we were children in the 50s, everyone got um, measles, German measles, chicken pox, and you thought it was a rite of passage. Well, some people can get those diseases and get very sick and end up in the hospital with a brain infection. Yeah. And, and skin infections and things you don't think about. Well, uh, what about the field of um, being proactive as a human being to your own health as far as, you know, eating well, exercising, all that, I call it proactive health. <laughs> How does that play into the current? There, there really is a lot of, um, we have one organization in Columbus called Local Matters, and it provides uh, reasonably priced food to uh, the poorer communities. They So they have a veggie van. They have classes. They teach at... Um, Grade schools, good nutrition. We teach older people um, good nutrition or how to shop in a grocery store. They even have volunteers taking people around for how to shop in a grocery store um, to shop the periphery, not the center. Um, you've probably, you know, some people have heard that. Some people listen to it. Some people obviously do what they want. But um, to, you know, eat more one-ingredient food, not not 20-ingredient mm -hmm. food. So there's an awful lot of nutrition and exercise being promoted and, you know, your own health. I mean, I get, that goes back to the smoking. Mm -hmm. um, the Surgeon General's report on smoking was in 1964. And I interviewed at Roswell Park, which is a cancer research institute in Buffalo, 
I always thought it was in Rochester, but I've been corrected. I think when I was a college student and I flew somewhere, I guess, you know, they just t- sent me there to interview. But their entire waiting room was pictures of actors who've died of lung cancer. Oh, my gosh. Um, so and that was pretty impressive. And that was, again, in 1968. Mm-hmm. So we really worked so hard on smoking cessation and now even vaping. Right. So we thought vaping would be the big answer so people could get weaned off nicotine, but it has its own problems. Right, the chemicals in the vape. And and oh. just the, is it the gateway? Mm-hmm. You know, kind of like a gateway drug. You know, kids who vape, will they eventually then go back to cigarettes. So. One of the things I found fascinating is uh, they say diabetes can be a genetic, you know, you inherit it from your family, but now it's, I'm hearing that it doesn't have to be that way. If you are aware of it early enough, you can change your lifestyle. There's exercise, mm-hmm. diet, and other things to maybe not become a diabetic. Well, that's um, what, again, people kind of um, lump things, lumpers and splitters kind of thing. There's juvenile onset diabetes or insulin-dependent diabetes. So those people actually do have less insulin and have to be treated with insulin. Um, the type 2 diabetes or the what we're talking about primarily with with older people usually, but could be younger, that's so weight-related, food-related, um, lifestyle-related, those can be helped with um, the first, you know, first-level treatment is better than taking a drug. Right, so lifestyle changes and things like that. Right. Now, you know, we know of all the various ways that the medical profession can specialize, and here we are talking about preventative care. I just don't know the answer, and maybe you do, Dr. Joanne. Is there a specialization that just only focuses on preventative health and lifestyle and that sort of thing? Is that out there? There there are. Usually, though, you come out of a residency either in uh, what's called primary care. So pediatrics, internal medicine, or um, family medicine. So those are the main primary care where you start your residency. And then people do go on to cardiology and we have endocrinologists who take care of the diabetic population. We have uh, cardiologists. We obviously have uh, infectious disease people. We have people all over the spectrum. And there are more people getting into preventive and health medicine. They usually come out of the internal medicine or the family medicine track and it becomes an interest. So... And there, there are, you know, MDs who use the, what we call alternative medicine and more naturopathic medicine and uh, regular medicine, mm-hmm. combining yeah. allopathic or homeopathic. And now they call that functional medicine. Yeah, functional. Right. So, Which yeah. Which is really great. There are doctors at OSU who are, uh, that's where I know that definitely there's several people that are sort of designated as the ones that are... Um, more interested in natural medicine. Ah, and uh, do you ever see, I don't know if it would ever happen, that one of your topics, one of your shows could maybe be a physician and, of course, you're a physician, but another guest physician and possibly like a homeopath or Eastern Western medicine? Does that come up with you all? Or? Like I'm saying, um, there we have MDs and DOs who are doctors mm-hmm. of medicine. Um, 
naturopaths have a wealth of information too and um, yes we, we want to combine sometimes the alternative medicine with true it's so, allopathic medicine yeah is what it's, it's called. so hard to know which direction to go when there's you know information about um, Western, Eastern medications, should they be, yes, should they, medicine, should it be combined? What should we do? It's just kind of an unending topic, I yeah. think. Well, it is. And I think with the functional medicine, the practitioners at those places, those uh, clinics, are allopathic trained. Mm-hmm. They're mm-hmm. usually nurse practitioners or physician's assistants, but they have also recognized that there are other modalities, you might mm-hmm. call it, that might come into play together with their Mm -hmm. allopathic Mm -hmm. suggestions and things like that. I just want to remind our listeners, we're here in the studios of 88.5 KRFY. We're live and with Julie Calamine and Susie Prez as co-hosts, and we're talking with Dr. Joanne Royan, who's going to be the host of the newest KRFY local show called Medical Musings with Dr. Joanne, which will launch next Monday uh, February 5th at 8 a.m. And we're talking about the show and medicine and how we are here. So thanks for being here again, and we can continue for a little bit more. Uh, Dr. Joanne, are there any topics that are closer to your heart than others? I know you specialize in pediatrics, but is there a particular topic you can't wait to learn more about? Well, I kind of looked at myself as a lot of people would transfer to our practice because they wanted someone who was more thoroughly evaluated that some other practices didn't do. So I loved working up um, harder to diagnose cases. And um, usually it was either an infectious disease or recurrent infections. That seemed to be a sort of a specialty, like why is this child so sick for so long? And usually it's that a virus or bacteria sort of made their lungs inflamed and it takes longer for the lungs to get uninflamed. So it looks like they have asthma or it looks like they, um, you know, have some some immune deficiency. So we would work up, we would probably do more lab than some doctors did because we really wanted to evaluate that specific um, child for, you know, the reason they weren't getting better. So that was kind of the the most fun, being a detective. Well, I think that's important because um, there are unseen reasons why, and that's what you were, you're Mm -hmm. like a detective, exactly. Medical detective. That would be another (laughs) name for the show, or a different show. And sometimes it's to reassure the parent. I always said when you were done with the workup, you either had a definite referral, and it could be emergent, meaning you really have to go now, versus urgent and or just routine. And the parents sometimes didn't like it when it was more than non-urgent or routine, because then if I was going to send them to a specialist, I maybe couldn't get them in as quickly <laughs> Because um, you don't want to, you know, call fire too many times because you want your specialist, your referral, your doctors that you refer to, to want to see your patients. <laughs> so you don't want to send them stuff that isn't really um, necessary either right. and clog up their schedules. So, so are you excited about the new show? Oh, definitely. I'm really excited and looking forward to it. Um, you know, each 
show, I'll do some, you know, research. Some of it's just bringing back to my mind <laughs> things that, that we talked about when I was in practice and um, getting the, the interview ease so that um, we can have a really good, intelligent conversation, medical-based. Yes, and I'm, I'm just excited that these will be topics we can go into with a little more depth than that five-minute sound bite. It's going to be fun, Dr. Joanne, and I'll, so, I'll be so looking forward to listening in, and I think you'll probably get an email question or two from me, because I've already got a few. <laughs> from the community? Yes. So um, thank you so much for coming in, kind of launching the show or giving a picture of the show that's coming up Monday, February 5th, Medical Musings with Dr. Joanne. That's correct. Looking forward to it. All right. Well, that's about it for now. We want to thank you again, Dr. Joanne, for joining us this morning and looking forward to the first live show. And uh, Susie, shall we take a little song break and come back with some uh, what are whatever are happenings in the community? I think we should do that again. Thank you, Dr. Joanne Ryan. This is off. Uh, not yet. And uh, <laughs> thank you for joining us this morning and talking about your new show coming up, Medical Musings with Dr. Joanne. We're going to hear, hear um, Cheryl Crow. The first cut is the deepest. Okay, Julie picked that one. And we'll be right back after this song. Stay with us. This is The Morning Show. Thanks for listening.